Boy, Trey, forever, baby. Man, it's your boy, artist. Yeah, the gap too deep. Are you Melania here, Melania? Your girl, Flamey Gina. Oh, Everything, AKA Ebony, with an eye. I'm from the Big Head Radio Show, and I'm with the King Teeth Network, huh? Are you bringing it up? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time. Okay. It's time. We're gonna give him a couple different looks for the night. Rolling? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's good? Yep, yep, yep. And we back, this is King Keep Network, man. Baby Boys Dialogue. How are you, man? Great. Look, <laughs> come on now. I'm trying to get to the business. We got yeah. we, we bring him in properly, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The, the, the person we seen just killing the stage, just, just murdering, um, Miss Miss D came and was like, uh, we we got one. And I was like, we got one. <laughs> we got one. <laughs> so yes, what's sir. Up, man? My family. How are you? Blessed, blessed, man, blessed. Man, thank you for being here. Let's get it in though. I let's need, go. <laughs> we need, I need to learn about you. Let's man. go, let's go, man. What? Who? It's uh, baby voice. Who let's talk, man. Who who are you? Man, young aspiring artist from Cleveland, Ohio, pushing his music, you know what I'm saying? Based off loyalty and unity, man. Ready to work, ready to work. Been doing music for a long time, writing poetry and just, you know what I'm saying? Not only just doing music, but listening to music and understanding music to a deeper sense to like, oh yeah, I can see what type of artist you are just based off what I heard from you. So music is just a part of me, period. Like I love all genres of music. I'm not stuck in one box, so. Music is me, basically. That's me. So, where did the stage presence come from? Whew, you probably wouldn't believe me, but I used to preach for my church. Facts. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? This all comes from religious background. So, it, was, it that's really the hardest crowd to move. If I could move a church crowd, yeah. it's easy to move a crowd that is like music. You know what I'm saying? It's easy. So, that's where it comes from. That's where my stage presence and stuff come from and how to use my voice to the point where people can actually hear what I'm saying. So it really comes from preaching from my church. So take us all the way back then, man. Take us all the way back. <clears throat> where, where do you, from Cleveland. Cleveland, yes. Um, where, where about, what, what was your upbringing like? Uh, two-sided. Okay. I always say that. It was two-sided with both ends of the spectrum, always. So. From up the way to down the way, I went to up the way schools. I went to down the way schools. People that's not familiar with up the way, down the way, that's maybe <laughs> the upper ends, Harvard, mm -hmm. uh, Garfield, the Heights, Shaker, Garfield Heights. Then you got down 30th and 55th and Morris Black. So I spent a lot of my time in a mixture between both and going to schools between both. So it kept me well balanced and blended to the streets of Ohio. So time out. He is the first, look, I wish Scott didn't walk away. He is the first artist, 
person on the King Team Network to actually break down what up the way and down the way is. They're like, yeah, <laughs> up the way. I'm like, first off, I get that we know this. Yeah, yeah. But we got to so, talk to the people that's going to discover yep. this. Yep. So that, that tells me that you are, you, are, you are definitely understanding how to get your message across of what you mean. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, okay. So all across the city, mm-hmm. seen a lot been a part of a lot good and bad yep what did you take from it versatility and balance okay. amongst crowds amongst crowds you know what i'm saying you could put me in a room with any type of crowd and you know what i'm saying i could adapt mm. you know what i'm saying like I, I feel the same way a lot of people don't adapt to the crowd around them and sometimes it bal- it throws their energies off you mm-hmm. know what i mean you know what I'm saying? So that's basically what I took from that, being able to adapt. You know what I'm saying? What's setting when it's time to be a gangster, when it's time to be a gentleman. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for both. And we all have had to fail to get to where we're at. Yes. And had to grow from our failures. So would you mind speaking on one of those that helped you get to the next level? Ooh, yeah. As soon as you said it, it came right there. With there other- go. That's the one I want. That's the one that hurt. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Um, I don't know if everybody familiar with the Ugly Money Nietzsche guy. Yeah. Uh, he do a lot of podcasts, kind of a big deal. So he came to Cleveland. I actually invited him to Cleveland personally. Wow. Talked to him a few times. He came to Cleveland and uh, I lost. What you mean you lost? Uh, I lost. Uh, it was a big show. A lot of people performing. I think the Mags, Too Ready, and then was there. They had a big crowd. Oh, Shout out to Mags and them. They had a big crowd. Cash was in the building. Okay. They had a huge crowd. They had a huge crowd in the Truth Lounge. And I was me, one or two people. I didn't have my audience I normally have. And I didn't take home the dub. But he knew who I was. He talked to him. Oh. I didn't even place top three. Wow. And this coming from a winner, man. Hold it up real quick. (laughs) This is not something. This coming from somebody who don't win nothing. Okay? So So this is... Taking you to a point of damn, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look at myself. Like what, what the? So what did you, at, in those moments? And I love how you even bigged up the other people. Yeah. In them moments, what, what do you, what are you thinking? Uh, what, uh, getting stronger, mm. progression. Ironically, the next time I performed in that same setting, I implicated some stuff I seen with doing. They stood on stuff. They made their presence felt. I brought the same type of crowd they brought. I brought the same energy and. We've been winning ever since, so I took note from it, and you know. Wow. Mm-hmm. The turner, like you ain't wasting no time. <laughs> no. Like I seen with my, like, I got it, but I just have to add. Yes. Yes. So, yes. I mean that that's beautiful, and that and that takes me to a. Where are you at musically right now? Uh. Meaning like, as far as what? I mean like. Are you a, are you in the deep thought? Are you trying to? Cause you can go up, down. You you've been winning performances. So where's the music going right now? Oh, it's everything going upward. We everything going upward. It's like I'm having a bulk of uh, networking coming in to me with other artists from Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, DJs, producers. It's like it's all coming full circle. That's where I'm at with it. Like everything is starting to happen. Everything is blossoming up, and it's just the beginning. So. This interview was big for me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This interview was big for me. Shout out to King Teeth and the whole family over here. So, like, I just feel like it's all culminating to one 
you know what I'm saying, to be where I want to be in life. So everything is on the upward for me. That's how I feel. Like, we just constantly going up. It just keep getting better, mm-hmm. better, and better every time we step out. So collaborations. You've been, uh, you, you have a couple collaborations. Uh, cute, name a couple. Uh, Mr. Me and Mr. Shut em Down, we working on, on the track right now. now. <laughs> uh, me and Rip Flames, we, we, we did something. We're supposed to be shooting a video here soon. Um, you better shoot it, Rip. Uh, me and Jazzo, Envy Jazzo, shout out shout to her. We, we, we about to work on something. Me and Big Step, my brother, you know. We, we got some songs. We building. still working. Uh, uh, Visionary Purpose, those from uh, Youngstown, a girl group. Uh, right. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people. Uh, so, And the list just keep going on, for sure. Sure. So, how does it feel collaborating with, with so many different sounds? Because that's a, you just named different <laughs> yeah, sounds. Yeah, yeah. How does that feel? I feel like it's showing my versatility. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, I feel yeah. like. It. That's why I'll be open to it. That's why I love to get on with different people. Like, this person sing, let's go over here. Like, oh, that's you? You didn't sound nothing like the other song you did when mm-hmm. you was with this group of people. So, that's really what I do it for, to touch touch different fan bases and work together and to show my versatility as an artist and that I'm just not stuck in a box of one sound in music. Real shit. So, the things on your chest, right? LTMB. Explain that to the people and why that means so much to you. Uh, before we was even doing music or it was just a way of life we had. Mm-hmm. Before we had it on any clothing, before we even had the sand, it was just us as brothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, Cleveland at times can feel like you don't have nobody. Family, friends. In Cleveland, you can feel like you have nobody. So early on growing up, we knew we was going to make it just being loyal to us. Mm-hmm. A bunch of brothers, real cousins, real family, real friends. And we just made that pact to like, we could never lose if we loyal to each other. You know what I'm saying? Just us, just us. So over the times in the year of the group, and it blossomed into music and a clothing and everything but really it's just a way of life it's not even like a, a gang or nothing it's really a model a way of life is to be loyal to your brother mm-hmm. not even if he's your blood brother you know just being loyal to your brother in or the people you you around because you choose to be around, you choose to be around because a, a circle with no loyalty is not getting nowhere it's not and it, and it, and it doesn't and it get blocks and mistakes and things get missed yep so i mean you got you got your manager here in yep. the building, how does <laughs> it feel? Uh, what is it like as the artist building a team? It's difficult sometimes because a lot of people don't see your dream. <laughs> so sometimes it get difficult. It, it, do, it does sometimes it get difficult. But when somebody see you adamant about something, then they tend to open up to it. If it's just something you do on the side or something you just playing with, then they might not gravitate to it, but when they see how adamant and how bad you want it, like I want this is extremely bad, like like I need air, like I want this is bad, then people tend to understand that really love you or really got care for you to be like, okay, we can work with it. So I, I reached out to her, like, hey, let's go. She was like, <laughs> let's turn up. These been a wonderful, wonderful help to me, helping me with the ins and outs, reaching out, bringing me up projects and getting me seen out here so she's been a big help to my career so far absolutely her and my support team my family mm-hmm. is really 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 i can't thank them enough to help put me in a position to where i'm at now i love it so what projects you got coming with singles we got out right now talk to me oh yeah yeah we just dropped three songs on the 20th so uh that's automatics uh with me 
Hollywood Lost, EBK Trifler, shout out to them. Mm -hmm. They killed the track. We just dropped December 16th, a little low-key, like, feel me joint. Mm -hmm. uh, we just dropped the song with Rip Flames called Fed Up, Fed mm -hmm. Up, out mm -hmm. on all plat uh, platforms. It's been trending on the upward. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, I want you to talk to me, break all three of those down, like, the collaborations. Okay. And were you in the studio with them? Or did you send them these songs? What are these relationships like? Like, what were you feeling like? I want the whole thing, man. What's man, up? man, okay. And I'm gonna have you tuck, we're gonna tuck you right here so you can bring that, you can swing. Nah, yeah, okay. you good, nah, <laughs> you good. I know you wanna, you be getting into it, he be hype. Yeah. He be hype, so I, I had to get him right. That's it. You know what I mean? I wanna stand on the couches, you know what I <laughs> mean? I gotta be filled, but uh, breaking all those sound, songs down individually, mm -hmm. December 16th, we're gonna start off with first, it's a more mellow cut. Uh, I was going through a lot of situations in death, and I had those type of feelings at the time where it was like I felt I was by myself. So at that time, I wrote that song. That you know what I'm saying. I love those feel me type songs because even though they might not trend to the uppity or something, you might ride around and bump. The people that's in that state or feel like that at the time can relate to that type of music. Yeah. They need that music. Uh, Automatics, fool. That project took so long. So on the first verse, we got EBK trifling. He's from. West Coast, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? He got distributors deal with Snoop Dogg. He's been doing a lot of commercials. He's a big artist Fire. out there. Fire. Very talented artist, though. Uh, he heard it. My brother pitched it to him. He heard it when he was out there with Cali. Mm -hmm. He heard it. He was like, bro, yeah. I want parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He want parts. So he got in the studio. He sent it back to me, and it, it kept going from there. I set it on his open track. I just couldn't find myself to write an own verse. Then I let my cousin hear it Los. He doing good, so he got on it. They styles blended. It all merged into the perfect song. Like, Automatics is it. definitely a perfect song. I love, I love it. it. And uh, last but not least. Come on now, don't forget. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. We put in the work, ain't we? Come on. Come on. Yeah, the song with Rip. Uh, yep. We met up at Winter Jam. We locked in. That's fire. Because uh, I was there. So definitely. I've seen it. Definitely. Uh, we got in the studio together. Uh, I had somebody send me some beats a couple couple days before, so shout out to Beats by Three. We went through a few beats, right off of it. Rip went right in. He heard a beat, oh, that was the one. He went right in, no time. We got to work. We did that song in maybe an hour or less. Wow. But it definitely gravitated, was big. So it was good working with Rip, because he's so like, it's so easy for Rip. Yeah. It's so easy for it. And then boy, a beast. He, he makes a, a lot of subtle sounds that you'd be like, if you just listen to all the small subtle sounds, you'd be like, what is it going to sound like? And then when you hear the finished project mm -hmm. and it all blends, it's, woo! That, it was different, man. It was different for sure. It was different. So that was a blessing working with Rip, man. I love <clears> it. So let's talk about outside of the artist for a second. Okay. So you go through a lot of things, but you grew up in the church? Yes. yes. So how was how how did faith affect your decision making? Big. Definitely. It affect my decision making understanding that chasing your dreams sometimes seems like the wrong thing to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. It seemed like Reaching out for certain things, you'd be like, man, why am I really reaching out for it? Is it really benefiting me? You know what I'm saying? Is it really mm. pertaining to my everyday life? Like, I could be using all this energy to my children, to my family, you know, putting all this money behind them or whatever. You're like, is it really worth it? But then it's like, this is your dream. This is probably what you was put here to do. Mm. You can't just let it go by the wayside. You got to really give it a real shot. 
So, so when did you know that that it was your purpose then? Hmm, that's a good question. That's a good question. That's a hard question. That's a hard question. That's a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. But uh, I want to say in my mid-teens, in my mid-teens, I played basketball good. I boxed good. Mind you, I've been teaching boxing since 2014. I've been teaching wow. boxing since 2014. See, we get to the real baby boots. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So The boxing trainer. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> good, good coaches. So... All those basketball, I was like, oh, this is a passion of me too. I was real good, but I was short. Mm. Like, Facts. I've been there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I so it was like, ah, I'm too short, man. I'm real good. I'm too short. Boxing. I was doing boxing for a long time as being a fighter before a coach. Cool. Good, you good. good. No, you good. You good. You want to be back right. in. I'm yeah. glad you're out of here. You good. You good. No, you good. We are great. We want this. That means somebody is yeah, focused. Yes. I love it. You good. You good. Back to it. Let's get it. Back to it. So boxing, definitely I was doing boxing on and off. I really couldn't cut a lot of the bad habits I had mm. when I was boxing to be like the strongest boxer that I wanted to be. And I'm a realist, so I was like, man, I'm about to get in here. I ain't been running as much. Mm -hmm. I'm in the gym every day, but I ain't been running. I've been eating bad. I would go eat a burger. Everybody know I eat crazy. <laughs> I go eat a burger. All my friends like, bro, you really? Yeah. So it was like, boom, 2014. I went to another gym to start training again. And it was like, man, you want to coach? And ever since then, it's just been a dream to just pass the knowledge on to what I learned to the children. I work with a lot of kids, the Mason brothers. I love, really? Yeah, I work with the That's Mason fire. brothers. Yeah, from the time they was young. Get them on here. Yeah, That's them boys is good. Beautiful. Them boys is beautiful. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Who, like, who? Okay, okay. Definitely. So did the, you see that back then that they was? Yeah, because their father was so in their life when they, you mm. know when them fathers be in their life and they really really pushing and have a you know what i'm saying have that that dream and that's that push edge. to you that's the edge is it it's the edge that's why a lot of fighters with had their fathers as their coaches you see a lot of fighters had their fathers work their corners yeah. or be their coach Especially because, real big ones. yeah yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. That's yeah. Right. a lot of them sean porter yeah. um uh, zab judah yeah, yeah yeah the new the new cat the, the, young the garcia garcia, garcia did it yeah. I mean, Floyd did it, of course. Yeah, Floyd with his uncle. So when you got a father pushing you in boxing or uncles or a male figure that's pushing you towards it, you can, it it's definitely a lot easier accessible because they know what it takes, too. They was previous fighters, too. So when you got ex-boxers slash fighters and males, you win. And I think that's why the Mason Brothers has been so productive and good. I don't even think they lost. I don't think none of them lost. Then they undefeated. They doing good, man. I seen them with a blue check on Instagram. I said, yeah, don't forget about me. Don't forget about me, man. Let me uh, come out on some of the ring walks. Real shit. Let me come out That's on some of the ring walks. Relationships do. That's how that shit happens. Like, manifest that because that's real. Like, yes. And you got the energy to do it. So, hey, that make that happen. Right? <laughs> yeah. Deep make that happen. Real, Mason that is, Brothers, you see this? I'm going to say that's it. If worth. I get close enough, I'm going to say, hey, <laughs> come on. Um, where did boxing come in? When did when did that come into your life? Uh, when I was about eighteen years old. Okay. So, I did start from very young, like six, seven. That's the prodigy age you want to start with boxing. Facts. You want to start a kid around five, six, 
uh, get into silver gloves, early teens, get into the gold, golden gloves. You might fight sub novice or open after that. Then you might want to go pro and maybe your early 2021 turn pro. You know what I'm saying? Keep a good undefeated record and you a household name. So boxing is really a self-driven sport mm. that you can put on your back if you just get down and bite down and do it. You don't need a team. You don't need a, a group of people that's trying to support you or nothing. And you just got to get in, put in the work and turn pro. Anybody could turn pro. Me or you could turn pro. A lot of people don't know that. Like you don't need a college background or nothing. You could just turn pro. And if you really got the capabilities of doing it, you can go far in boxing. So wow. that's the one thing I always loved about boxing. Wow. That's beautiful. So when did you, when did it, so at 18, you just walked into. Uh, yep, Thurgood Marshall. Really? And it was just like, I want to learn. Yep, yep. Walked into a gym and said, I want to learn. Pushed myself to get in there three days a week. I didn't really have no parents getting me in the gym or pushing me to go to the gym. It was just out of my choice to come to this gym three, four days a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's probably another reason why my habits outside the gym stayed the same, you know. Why? Talk about that. That's real shit. Like, That's probably why, though. So, like, I would just get up. I could be doing anything. I could be playing a video game. I could be, you know what I'm saying, running around with my friends. But I went to the gym and did boxing for a long time with Forrest Cowell, you know, Ohio Hall of Fame mm -hmm. coach. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I had Bulldog and a twin, Asia. She was with me, Asia Smith. She a good boxer. Wow. A lot of people was growing up with me. And those were people that that helped me in the gym, pushed me to be a better boxer, to be mm -hmm. in the gym, uh, Wilder, a few people. So, but when I left the gym, none of those people was with me. Mm. None of those coaches was with me. Mm. So that's uh, self-discipline outside the gym. That's, and by that's me fending for myself, I'm gonna get the food that I want. I'm gonna get some fast food or, mm. you know what I'm saying? If I'm with my crew and they light them out or something, I might hit it or whatever we, how we doing it, we, it was just night and day from boxing and that's why rapping and boxing is night and day from each other. A lot of stuff that go on in music is really kryptonite to boxing. Yeah. That's so right. it was like all my life is like, ah, which, which way I would go? Cause it's like, you have to restrain from bad foods, drinking, smoking, sex, everything. And then in music, it's all right there in the studio, <laughs> right there in the studio, it's all right there. Like, but uh, so. So you felt like, you felt like, you felt like. <laughs> My boy found his home. He <laughs> was like, oh, I was, I was supposed to be here the whole time. Why I was doing all them sets. I kept going. I feel that too. Every time I be in the gym, I'm like, I don't know. I don't play no more. I don't know why I'm in here like this. What sports you did? I, I played football. I played college ball and everything. Oh, that's Down good. Down in South Carolina. Yeah, man. That's Straight good. out of uh, John Hay, Cleveland. CMSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. All of that. Yeah, what position you play? Scholarship, running back. Oh, yeah, that's I should have played linebacker though, but my shoulders was too little. I was, I was a dog. You was fast. I was, I wasn't fast enough to be okay. a running back in college. Okay. But I was fast enough to be a linebacker. I just wasn't big enough. You gotta to be, be a little bit taller. They be beefy, them linebackers be beefy. And I ain't want to be no damn team, 45. <laughs> yeah. you know? No, I ain't want to do all that. So yeah, yeah. man, but. So I understand, like, the, the, but the discipline you got to have, the focus. And I feel like you've taken some of that and put it into you, your game in this, though. Yeah, definitely. How did that take you going through all of that, those, that boxing? How did that take you to the next level and when you find what you really want to do? Uh, discipline. You said it. That was a big word, discipline. Discipline. Because uh, even though with this music, you still... You still got to stay on the straight and narrow, even if you is, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot right there. 
yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff can deter you from really getting in the studio or even making music or even having the mentality to sit down and write a song. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot of stuff, a lot of energies, a lot of negativity that can come in your life to even deter you from that. So with that being said, I just, I took up the study of psychology for three years. So that and boxing gave me the understanding and the discipline to know how to move mm -hmm. in music and understand people. You know what I'm saying? Mm, understanding people. Understanding people is big though. Because from coaching and being around different, oh, fire. Yeah. That's fire. Definitely. So you got to be able to take what, what you do in your life to what you want to do in your life. life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We can't just be out here doing stuff and it don't really do nothing for us in the long run. So that's, that's beautiful to know, because that means you're going to be here. Yeah. When you talk like that, that <laughs> means you're going to be here because it, I ain't going nowhere. you got some understanding behind it, man. you got to have some understanding. This game is really not easy. It's not. you got to keep moving. It's not. It's so how not. do you stay motivated? Uh, My family, knowing what I really want to do with it, yeah. knowing what I really want to do with it is putting my mother in a, <clears throat> a better position than what she in, my family, my siblings, my children. I want to see everybody happy, and I think when you under so much financial strain, mm -hmm. it's hard to show the love to the people around you, yeah. especially in your household. If you falling behind in your household, behind the bills, it's hard to be supportive and reach out and mm -hmm. help this family member. So if we all get a small financial freedom, we could all be, you know, take trips together as one big unit and bring more unity to our family. So that's what I do it for. I even want to build a church, you know what I'm saying? On my first big check, I want to build a church. That's beautiful. I've never heard that. That's fire. Definitely. Definitely got to give back to God because without him, none of this is not possible. So so being a father, and we're going to get you out of here, but being a father, how is that balancing that and, and being an artist? Oh, it get tough. It get tough. But father of three. Many? Father Oof. of three. Two girls and one boy. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I said I just dropped my son off before we got to this interview. Boy, look just like me, but... That, that that when you wake up to them or mm -hmm. go to sleep to them, it's a different energy. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's different. You you feel blessed. Like, you get love from them unconditional. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You sure. feel blessed. So that's another reason I push so hard. I love it. I love it. So what do you want people to get from your music? That I was a hell of an artist. <laughs> on, on everything. On, on everything. I was, I was really like that. I was really like that. that. That's what it really is for me. Music really not about money for me. It was about being solidified as one of those guys like that you yeah. refer to as he can really rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like in the from the city. From the city, like yeah, he can he can really rap. He really can rap. That's really what I want people to gravitate to my music or get from my music is to understand like I'm not a mumble rapper. You know what I'm saying? No discredit yeah. to nobody, but I'm not that guy. <laughs> Real shit. Real shit. Well, my last question. Before we get you out of here, it's called Get It Off Your Chest. Uh -huh. And it's just whatever you need to say to your supporters, to your haters, to the, your new fans, to the people who go and discover you, man, just get it off your chest before we see you again. To all those people, I love all you guys. To my haters, to my supporters, everybody, man. It's all love and peace and unity. Check my music out on all platforms. I have no bad feelings about nobody. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if they not hating on you, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So, you know, to all my supporters, I love y'all. To everybody that's been tapping into my music, I love y'all. Thank you. I humbly appreciate it. And uh, I want to thank God first and foremost, too. So, 
all the promoters that's been looking out for me, that's putting me on these showcases, my manager, everybody, KT for this interview, everybody. I just want to tell y'all, thank y'all from the bottom of my heart. Signing out, Baby Boy's Dilo. Yeah! And that's the network. He closed it out. That's yeah! it. Yeah! <laughs>